Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Australia on this day. My name's Michael Adams, and today we're going back to Saturday, the 24th of July, 1920. That was the day, 100 years ago, that Australian icons Dad and Dave first flickered across the silver screen when the film On Our Selection had its premiere in Brisbane. Though On Our Selection was released in cinemas in 1920, it had its genesis a quarter of a century earlier when author Steele Rudd, whose real name was Arthur Hoey Davis, published a story called Starting the Selection in The Bulletin magazine. Here's how that 1895 story set the scene. Quote, No mistake, it was a real wilderness. Nothing but trees, goannas, dead timber and bears. And the nearest house, Dwyer's, was three miles away. After the success of that first story, Steel Rudd wrote a lot more of these outback sketches, making them about the life and times of the Rudd family, who had to cope with drought, bushfires, snakes and other hazards as they strove to take themselves from poverty to prosperity on their little patch of land. Despite how Dad and Dave, Mother, Kate and the rest of the Rudds were later portrayed, these were dramas with black comedy rather than out-and-out farces featuring slapstick. Steel Rudd would say that they were based on his family's life on a selection at Emu Creek in Queensland in the 1870s and 1880s, and that they also reflected the experiences of other families he'd known who lived in the bush. Readers loved the realistic depiction of this hard scrabble existence, and in 1899, 26 Steel Rudd stories were collected into an illustrated book called On Our Selection and published by the Bulletin. The initial print run was 3,000, but by 1903, it was into its fourth edition with a print run of nearly 9,000 copies. Steel Rudd kept the family saga going in the pages of the Bulletin, and there'd be more successful books with the beloved dad character even becoming a Member of Parliament in a 1904 instalment. Actor Burt Bailey bought the stage rights to the book On Our Selection, and his adaptation debuted in Sydney in May of 1912. Burt Bailey had added some crowd-pleasing flourishes, including a villain for dad to conquer, a murder and a love triangle. Over the next eight years, the play was a smash, and it was so popular, it was even staged in London in 1920. While his play was successful, in the 25 years since that first Steel Rudd selection story, it was motion pictures that had become the world's most popular entertainment. Australia was an early adopter. The first short actuality films were shot here in 1896, including a record of that year's Melbourne Cup. A decade later, Australia produced The Story of the Kelly Gang, which is considered the world's first feature film, and by 1911, we'd made dozens, before the Americans had even made one long movie. The Great War interrupted Australian film production. So too did an outfit known as The Combine. 
This was a monopoly that controlled exhibition and distribution and had no real interest in production. The war, the combine and government neglect and even obstruction saw the Australian film industry struggle while American films became dominant. Even so, Australian filmmakers were still trying to tell local stories. Chief among them were writer-director Raymond Longford and Lottie Lyle, his lover, leading lady and co-writer and co-director. By late 1918, this couple had debuted their classic, The Sentimental Bloke, which was based on C.J. Dennis's best-selling verse. Financed by showman E.J. Carroll, it broke box office records at the time and remains an enduring masterpiece of Australian cinema. E.J. Carroll, Raymond and Lottie followed up with a sequel called Ginger Mick, which depicted the Gallipoli experience just five years after that doomed campaign. Sadly, like so many early Australian productions, this is a lost film. At the time, it was hugely popular, and upon Ginger Mick's release, E.J. Carroll announced via a series of patriotic ads promoting Australian film that Raymond Longford's next production would be an adaptation of everybody's favourite, Steel Rudd's On Our Selection. And that was the thing. It really was going to be an adaptation of the original book rather than the stage play that had been so popular and had been seen by hundreds of thousands of people in the past eight years. That was because back in 1912, Burt Bailey had been wise to the threat movies might pose to stage shows, so his contract with Steel Rudd stipulated that the play could never be adapted into a film. E.J. Carroll could only buy the rights to the original stories, and these were what Raymond and Lottie would have to work from. Actually, that suited them just fine because they wanted to create something new in Australian cinema, a realistic drama about bush life. Quoted in the 1983 book by Graham Shirley and Brian Adams, Australian Cinema, The First 80 Years, Raymond Longford claimed that he preferred the starkly true Australian characters of the book to the puppets of the play, with all its old trappings of mortgages, flinty-hearted moneylenders, black-moustached heavies in polo suits, and the various other borrowed stage traditions. Additionally, Raymond Longford had no interest in the recent trend of comedies known as Backblocks Pictures. These featured families called The Waybacks and Hayseeds, and they were essentially steel rudd knockoffs that turned bush families into slapstick rubes. Raymond Longford and Lottie Lyle's script started with Mrs Rudd and the younger members of the brood heading to the selection, where Dad and Dave have already built a slab hut. Then the family clears the land, plants corn, has comic run-ins with possums and lizards, and endures drought and fights bushfires. Eventually, they get a solid harvest, make some money, and come up in the world just a little, with daughter Kate marrying a neighbouring selector named Sandy. Though Lottie Lyle co-wrote this scenario, she'd be unable to star in the film because of her recurrent tuberculosis. So, using a cast of veteran actors, including Percy Walsh's dad, Tal Ordell as Dave, and Evelyn Johnson as Kate, On Our Selection was shot in autumn on location outside Borkham Hills, a northwestern Sydney suburb which then had plenty of bush blocks. To ensure realism, Raymond also had a slab hut built with no roof to let in natural light for filming interiors. His decision not to use a Sydney studio for these scenes meant that the cast and crew had to catch a tram out to Borkham Hills every single day they were shooting. 
That wasn't their greatest hardship though, with the actors expected to chip in with the actual clearing of land for such scenes. And when it came time for that bushfire sequence, there they were, amid the smouldering grasses and burning bush. I was lucky enough to watch On Our Selection relatively recently, and the simple scenario and locations really make it feel like you're peering back at an authentic piece of our pioneering past. And this feeling's intensified by performances that are very natural for the time. In March 1920, as he was about to shoot, Raymond Longford gave an interview to The Lone Hand magazine in which he explained his approach, quote, No stage atmosphere for me, nothing artificial. I like realism and I think I get it. Of his performers, he said, The art of acting is not to act, and that's what I've dinned into the ears of my characters, and I think it has had its effect in the naturalness of my pictures. If I'm producing Australian stuff, I want it to be Australian, and the average Australian is a casual, carelessly natural beggar. He continued, In my opinion, the stage production sacrificed all that was human and appealing in attempting to be dramatic. It is the little things that count, the little human touches that build up a big production, and to these I have given the most thought. A century ago, locally made movies that were lucky enough to be released by the Combine premiered first in one city before moving to others and to country towns in the weeks and months that followed. On Our Selection was set to premiere at the new 2000-seat West's Olympia Theatre in Brisbane on Saturday the 24th of July at 2.30pm. Hoping to attract fans of the stage show, newspaper advertisements emphasised the romance of the bush and the comic elements of the film. One such ad read, Oh boy, oh man, oh lady, lady. One glimpse of the simple life on our selection and you'll sublet your swell apartment, sell your mansion, swap your Ford for a threshing machine and get yourself a selection like this, if you can find another just like it. And an all-star Australian cast to milk the cows and feed the chickens. Oh neighbour, oh everybody, this is the life. Another blurb picked up this sentiment. The simple life with all its complications. Think bush life is dead from the neck up? No fun left in it? Oh, what a lot you've got to learn. See the simple life exposed. See old dad and mother and their rollicking offspring romping through six reels of corn-fed comedy and milk-fed mirth. It was enough to make you wonder whether the person writing the advertisements had actually seen the film, which tended to be far more dramatic than it was comic. On Our Selection debuted in a crowded movie marketplace, competing with imported fare such as Charlie Chaplin's A Day's Pleasure, Gloria Swanson in Cecil B. DeMille's Male and Female, Cowboy star Tom Mix in The Feud, and America's sweetheart Mary Pickford playing in a film called Heart of the Hills. Despite the misleading ads and the competition, On Our Selection was a massive hit. Brisbane's Telegraph newspaper noted the following Monday that it, quote, sounds a thoroughly Australian note, incidentally proving that Australia can produce films equal to the cream of foreign importations. The Rudd family, Dad, Mum, Dave and Kate and the others, their quaint characteristics, the trials and sorrows stoically endured till they win to success, and the many irresistibly funny situations which inevitably arise are graphically illustrated. 
each character betrayal is so charmingly natural, so essentially human, and genuinely and refreshingly Australian that the audience cannot fail to realise and appreciate to the full the wholesome humour and the naturally expert staging and scenery with its close attention to detail which characterises the production. As On Our Selection opened in other cities, other critics echoed this praise. A reviewer for Sydney's The Sun newspaper said it was, quote, thoroughly convincing and praised Raymond Longford for being, quote, content to depict men and things as they are rather than as they might be. Smith Weekly liked it too, but worried it might be too realistic. Quote, the ugliness of bush life is presented without the saving grace of kindliness and good nature. With On Our Selection another box office hit for Raymond Longford, the following year he, Lottie Lyle and EJ Carroll would make a sequel called Rudd's New Selection. This time Lottie would star, though unfortunately this movie is lost, as is their next movie The Blue Mountains Mystery for which she received her first formal co-directing credit. Lottie Lyle succumbed to tuberculosis in 1925 and Raymond Longford's career went into a steep decline, with him seeing out his days working as a watchman on a Sydney dock before he passed away in 1959. On Our Selection would get what we now call a reboot in 1932. That was when Burt Bailey proved that he was the exception to the rule by teaming up with director Ken Hall to adapt his play and steal Rudd's work into a broadly comic talkie. Burt Bailey reprised his stage role as Dad, and this lighter version proved immensely popular. Three sequels would follow, concluding with Dad Rudd, MP, in 1940. The Rudd family would also feature in a radio serial called Dad and Dave from Snake Gully, which was produced from 1937. Sixty years after that, Dad and Dave would be portrayed by Leo McKern and Geoffrey Rush in the 1995 film Dad and Dave on Our Selection, which also starred Joan Sutherland as mother and Essie Davis as Kate. While the 1932 talkie and the 1995 film version, along with the radio serial, are available, the 1920 version that turns 100 today is yet to be restored and released by the National Film and Sound Archive. Here's hoping it can be made available soon. In the meantime, you can watch clips from the film at the NFSA's website. I'm Michael Adams and you've been listening to Australia on This Day. Make sure you're subscribed to get every episode as soon as it's released. If you've enjoyed the show, I'd love it if you could leave a review and rating at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're after more tales from our fascinating history, check out my other show, Forgotten Australia. This podcast was produced in the Blue Mountains of New South Wales on land traditionally owned by the Darug and Gundungurra people. Thanks for listening and catch you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.